Hi, I'm Becky Eakins, business mindset and lifestyle coach for occupational therapists. I focus on creating a freedom-based online business, helping OTs to package up their skills in unique and exciting offers that feel so good that they sell with ease in the online space. Since leaving the profession of OT, I have now worked with hundreds of clients online, helping them to create a life they feel inspired by. In this podcast, I will talk about the lifestyle goals, mindset and strategy you need to create your own life of freedom. So Chanel, uh, lovely to have you with us today. And I was looking back, it was March 2022 when we first connected. And actually, that was so long ago. The program that you joined when we worked together doesn't even exist anymore. And I just remember that when we were working together, it was the Abundance Accelerator. And I remember um, you coming in, lots of energy, lots of enthusiasm, and you was trying everything. And then at the time, your business didn't actually bring in any income for a few months. So there were some challenges at the start. And I remember you digging really deep with your personal growth. Um, and then I, it was the fifth month of working together where you had your first 10K uh, month, cash month. Um, and then I have seen, I have been watching that your business has just continued to do really well. And you seem to be having this freedom lifestyle, which is why I really wanted to invite you to the podcast today um, to be able to talk about that. So welcome. And I know one of the things that you want to encourage others today is about that where you start in your business is probably very different to where you're going to end up. So um, do you just want to start by describing when we first met, like who was you, where was you working, what was you doing, and what was your vision for your business at that time? Yes, yes. Thank you for having me, Becky. It's been so long. <laughs> wow. It's it's crazy to think. Um, I guess it's over a year now since we've met where I started to where I am now. So I remember <laughs> I was living in Seattle. I was planning this big move. I knew I was going to be moving to Germany. And even prior to that, I really just wanted something that was going to be self-sufficient when I moved. So I originally started out as um, a school-based occupational therapist, and I enjoyed that for a few years in, in Seattle. And while I was doing that, the pandemic happened, and I thought about, I got to experience um, working online, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's so nice to be able to connect with parents and um, actually show them what I do with their kids and help them to actually do it. <laughs> and I was like, this is so easy. Like, um, it's much easier than in the schools, you have a meeting once a year, and then you just kind of give snippets and the parents don't really know what you're doing <laughs> with their kids. And I know it's quite similar in the outpatient clinical setting where the kids come in, they go in a room and the parents leave for half an hour and you don't really know what goes on, like what the hands-on process is. And so, um, that was like my aha moment to just transition into teletherapy. One of the things that I struggled with was knowing that I was going to be moving to Germany and had I continued to do provide teletherapy services, 
I would only be limited to U.S. clients, um, U.S. children, and the hours were probably not going to be sustainable. So I needed to figure out how can I bring a business that just fits into my lifestyle. And I think that's where we met. I had, I was for a few months, I was going through the process of finding um, coaches to kind of help me transform my business, whether in my head, it had looked like maybe starting a course, because that's what I saw others doing, providing online courses. I thought maybe that's like the only method. And then I saw you on um, Facebook and you were doing something different that I hadn't necessarily seen. (laughs) I knew that there were coaches, but I didn't know. um, I mean, I guess the way you presented your coaching method to me was not about business. It was about bringing your business to life through you. And it wasn't just a business course. I think that's how I felt everybody else's approach was they were going to give me the steps to do the business course. I'm like, I don't want to go back to school. I already have the idea. How can I just (laughs) let it flourish and um, be myself and you, we jumped on a call and I was like, yes, I love what you're saying, but I'm moving in a month. <laughs> Is it going to be realistic for me? <laughs> you were like, oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, I remember that now. Yeah, I was like, oh no, you can't start a business and relocate <laughs> to the other side of the world at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh dear. Um, I was, I mean, I was so excited though. I am someone who it's like, when I hit the gas, I just go, I don't even think about anything else. I'm like, it will just all fall into place. And my partner was like, um, well, this is a big investment and you're going to be moving and that's a big investment. So maybe just give yourself a break. Um, even if you're just thinking about the financial aspects of things. And I was like, okay, fine, but I need to do this. And I think I, I moved, I was there for a month and I was like, okay, Becky, I'm ready to start. <laughs> And you said to me, I didn't expect to hear from you for months. <laughs> I thought it would take a long time to kit a house out, find somewhere to live, learn a new yeah. language. But no, you were super fast. No. I was like, I know what I want. I took the month. Everyone told me to take some time. I took it and now I'm ready. <laughs> and so we started and boy, it was an adjustment because I was still working for my U.S. company or for the school uh, virtually. And so that was a 40 hour a week gig. And your, I mean, your course, it was the accelerate, it's called acceleration because we're getting a lot of information, right? And so um, it was a lot, but I was just like, okay, I need to, I, I think funnily enough, when I, was, when I started with you, um, we had talked about how can I take my journey and put it into my business. So I want to help people. Um, I want to help women. I want to help kids, right? And you kind of brought my realization to the fact that, well, in helping the moms, I can help the kids as well, right? Because I was like, I don't like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't just focus on the kids at this point because it won't be sustainable. So it was about, okay, how can you just tap into helping moms? And the transformation for me was that, imposter syndrome feeling like well I'm not a mother so how can I just reach out to the moms without making it about the kids uh specifically and so that was my inner journey of just fighting or finding myself my authentic voice in my womanhood and just realizing that we all kind of have the same journey in a sense and that they could be interested in what I have like how do I maintain myself you know like even though I don't necessarily have the kids, there's stressors, there's, we all have things that we're maneuvering in life. So how can I 
bring that approach to it. And so um, once I started tapping into that, I think I started, uh, started understanding that, okay, if I can help moms <laughs> help their lives be easier, less stress-free, then they could start to feel less overwhelmed by the mother mothering role or less overwhelmed and burdened by the mothering role. And so my business started transforming into coaching moms and even that in and of itself changed as well, the strategy and the techniques that I was using. So. <laughs> okay. Well, what I've liked from um, that description is you very nicely brought up alignment and energetics and the two things that I think are really important when we're creating a business and certainly seem to work in in what you've just described there so alignment being that you've designed a business that comes from your heart that that it tied in all the parts of you that you'd been all the skills you'd been collecting for years um and the message that was on your heart and um you just went for it but then the energetics being there's always these mindset pieces and if your energetics aren't right you won't be able to attract in clients and I remember that being a, a, a bit of a discussion we were having at the time because I, I do remember you saying and lots of people have said to me since how can I have this niche? How can I teach people about this when I haven't been through this experience? So I'm really pleased that you've raised this because this is this is quite a common experience that people have, that they, they have a, a mission, they want to help people, but there's this doubt and lack of self-confidence that they can do it. Um, so just out of interest, in terms of the energetics, what was it that helped you the most just to really have that self-belief and really just, just be able to go for it? So I definitely, I think the thing that stuck out the most um, during our course was when you started talking about shadow work. <laughs> And I didn't know what that was prior. And it's that inner childhood working on the self, kind of facing that self that you don't necessarily, um, that you hide from in a sense, or that's not always conscious. So bringing the unconscious self to the consciousness. And I remember I had, yes, I think for about the first three months, I was like, yes, but Becky, like, I just can't. <laughs> You would like try to pull and dig deep inside of me. And I was like, I don't know what you want. I'm giving them what I got. <laughs> and for me, I was like very pragmatic. I'm like, I have the information. I just want to share it. And you're like, yes, but how can you relate, be more relatable and whatnot? And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. And you're like, do you not know? Or is it just, is it fear? Like there's, there's a blockage there. And, I, and I, in my head, I was like, I just thought it was irrelevant. But then as I started to understand the shadow work, I was like, okay, so there is like the self-sabotaging side of me <laughs> that limits me. There is an obstacle. I couldn't physically see the obstacle, but it was there this whole time. And so as I started to understand that and we went through shadow work, I started just kind of working on myself, which is, I think, I, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew that's what I was going to get from you. Because like I said, most other most of the other business coaches, it was very like the logical side of how to run the business. And people fail to realize that you can have the business, but if yourself is not in it, if you're not pouring really from yourself, giving it everything you have, how can you be relatable or how can 
people really see that authenticity in you? What's going to make them? There's so many businesses that might have the same model or have the same idea. What's going to set you apart? And that was really the the missing piece for me because, <laughs> boy, did I work on that <laughs> and overcome some yeah. of those. <laughs> and it's 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 kind of, it's very uncomfortable, especially for someone who felt very disconnected from her emotions, her feelings. It was it's quite hard to look at yourself and just be like, yes, this is what's wrong with me. But then it's also so it's such a freeing feeling when you can kind of step into it and embrace it. And then what I learned is how to use it as a strength and not look at it as look at it as a weakness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think what you're writing, what you're saying is about 80% energetics in terms of creating the success within the business. And I remember when um, we were first working together, you would put posts out on social media and they were very helpful, very educational, but they were just missing that X factor. And it's really hard to explain, isn't it? But when somebody's done the inner work, there's just something more that comes across, whether it's when you're meeting people face to face on social media, it's just the way you talk about things and the way you you just open and able to help people at a deeper level. And um, it just felt that you were were tapping the surface of it and you wasn't you wasn't truly giving. And then you just opened up. And at that moment, um, you were financially rewarded as well. It it all just came in, didn't it, at the same time? Yeah. So and it it definitely was a transformation for me on social media. But what I didn't realize as well is I was speaking with more confidence. So when I entered my sales calls, I was just pitching a lot differently. I wasn't so focused on the list and like the the targets. I was just talking and relating and you know, these women, their moms, I work with kids and I could like it, the conversations just flowed easier. And I think they just felt they could trust me a little bit more. Like I, even if I didn't um, quite have the exact same journey, I had a way of bringing them where they needed to be. It, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I think as occupational therapists, I think we do have a unique angle um, because we are holding people in a safe place and authenticity is really important within that. So when you you have the skills just to be able to listen to people on sales calls, it can just be really beautiful, can't it? As you as you see people actually just gain that trust in you. Um, and then it's not really even sales because people are actually it's you're just guiding people. They're they're wanting to work with you um, and they're trusting you. They know you've got the answers. And that's just it just makes it all easier, doesn't it? And I remember your sales were coming so so fast yeah yeah <laughs> I think yeah. my I I was just lighter I think I was just exuding and that's the thing like I I started going into the um, manifestations the gratitude like a lot of it started coming at it started making sense a lot more because at first I was like just believe it and it will happen <laughs> but I mean <laughs> there's a lot more to it than saying just say it out there because I think once you you start practicing like envisioning what you're going to see um, in the next day, in the next week, in the next month, in the next year, your, your actions are, they're, they're also guided towards that um, yeah. without you even realizing that you're actually taking the steps now. <laughs> it's, it becomes so much easier. You're living in the moment and living those steps in the moment and working towards it. So, 
No, absolutely. <laughs> and completely. So um, you've also been on a journey with social media. Now, we teach social media for a freedom style business because social media is free. You can, you, it's just so much easier that you can get sales in that way. Um, but Chanel's had a certain journey with it. And I've also um, been hacked recently. So we, we've been chatting about our feelings about social media. And certainly whilst I still definitely teach social media to to everybody, because I think it's still a very valuable strategy, I think and believe there are many other ways of creating a freedom style business as well. So do you just want to share your thoughts um, and your journey with social media? Yes, yes. I wasn't someone who really... um posted on social media a lot. I had Facebook. I kind of was forced into getting Facebook. <laughs> and I've always been a lurker, not the most active person on these social media sites. So when I launched my business, I was like, well, I have to use social media because that's what everyone else is doing. And I think I didn't realize how much goes into, you know, um, just creating content or putting information out there. And so it was a huge learning curve for me. <laughs> And it was a very exhausting learning curve. And throughout my journey, I've just tried to do what everybody else was doing. And I didn't really try to let social media fit into my lifestyle, which I think was the, the huge um, issue. I tried to go into social media the way other people were doing it. And I didn't approach it from how can it fit into how I work. And I was almost traumatized by it. So when I met you, Becky, um, from day one to the very end, I always just said, I don't like social media. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And part of even that being more relatable meant showing more of myself. And it was something quite uncomfortable for me. And I had to figure out if it was, again, one of just that self-sabotaging fear of, um, I'm facing this obstacle. I need to figure out why this is so uncomfortable for me and then get over it. And I went through the process and I would almost convince myself that, yes, this was the reason why. This is why I hated it because it was my own self-block. But then I just realized that it was just not the most natural form for me. <laughs> I wasn't really working in my zone of genius. I was forcing something. And because I'd approached it in such a traumatic way, it's almost as if I never I never had that connecting feeling with social media. So I would get a virtual assistant and have her doing the posts for me. But it was still like, I always fought it. I always tried to place as much distance as I could between myself and social media until I just, I, <laughs> I decided to just let it go. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just start from fresh. I am going to take the time. And I'm going to figure out how I can ease myself back into social media in a way that I don't feel like I'm, I'm being forced into it. How can I bring social media into my lifestyle and into my journey? And so that's what I'm doing now. And I've actually been posting a lot less. I haven't been posting as I've been coming back into it. I haven't been posting so much about the educational aspect and the business aspect of things. I'm actually learning to share myself a little bit more and people are responding to it. And it's it's like at my own pace, at my own comfort, and I, it doesn't feel as scary to me anymore. So with social media, um, I think if you're forcing it, 
you need to step back and figure out what your actions are because it's not going to portray the way you hope it's going to portray. It, it's going to come across probably as force. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's been my, my journey with social media. I recorded a mindset meditation, one that you can do overnight. Very powerful in terms of helping you create the confidence, the self-belief and deal with any money mindset issues. I use these kind of overnight meditations all the time. I found them incredibly powerful. So I've created a very special one and I'm giving it for free to all of my podcast listeners. You can download it on the show notes. Yeah, it's so true um, that really finding your authentic voice is very important. But you also mentioned being in your zones of genius. And I remember the resistance you've had to social media all the way through. And it's just important to know and to recognize, you know, whether you like it or whether you don't. One of the things that I've always thought is that I see the creative side of social media. So I enjoy the writing um and so at some stage of my business I, I did exactly as you have really but handed it over to a virtual assistant to do all of the social media when I went out into Australia I wasn't touching my social media but what I would do was write the content because those were messages that were coming from my heart and then she would add to it and and put it out there. And I didn't have to see it. Um, and that felt really good. But there's been other times of my business where I'll use it in a different way. And sometimes I just feel like being very present because in my life, I live in the middle of nowhere. And actually, it's the main way I communicate with people. So it's different for everybody. But what I really want to ask you now is how do you, because you've told me that you've been more successful since you have lowered your, your social media. So I know you're attracting in lots of clients. So do you just want to share how are you getting your clients at the minute? Yes. So, um, <laughs> so I, and the caveat is up until now, my predominant um, client base has been U.S. moms, uh, U.S. North America. And that's because that's who my social media audience was. So I had a lot of North Americans in my followings and my engagement in my friend circle in my life. And so it was just natural that my content was being seen mostly by that audience. And taking a step back gave me the opportunity to just assess my environment. I live in a different country, in a different city. And I, up until now, had not given myself Time to actually immerse myself and understand the culture and what they're doing and what how to get their audiences because that's always been a struggling point how am I going to bring my business here to Germany and Berlin so I can have so I can work normal hours <laughs> and not in a North American time zone but also um, yes how do I attract them in I'm not an Eng a German um, speaking resident as of yet but how can I talk into that audience and I started networking and I realized people still hand out flyers here. <laughs> they go to different events. Like it's still such a social scene here that social media is one aspect, but here um, I find it in Europe, but especially in Berlin, people like to talk, people like to see you. 
And I shine when I'm in person with someone. <laughs> when I can see your face, my personality really shows. I feel comfortable. I know who you are, social media, the audience. You don't really know who the people are behind the lens. And so for me, that's, that was another reason why I felt, it felt so strange for me to open up because I didn't know who I was opening up to. And so, yes, I realized that if I could just be seen here in the city, instead of locked away at home on my computer, people would have more access to me. They would know what I'm doing. And so I've actually even leaned into my support systems here, um, finding out that people are just so well connected and networked here in the city that I tell one person what I'm doing and they, a, a, a thousand people find out at the same time and they'll connect with me as well. And they invite me to different places. And I've just been surrounded by a lot of women in the past few months that I didn't even realize was possible. So wow. I've gone back to just going out, meeting people, talking, and I will probably start doing some flyers and having my support systems distribute them for me because they've been yeah. pushing me and telling me that that's what I need to do. And so, yes, taking it okay. off the because <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of people when they start networking will automatically just put flyers out go and get business cards made so first of all that's upfront costs which I never recommend anyone does any upfront costs but also I think it can be quite ineffective in most areas just to go and leave a flyer it can work but for the amount of work you know to to have to pay for all of that and um, we really look at the quality of networking because networking off offline, face-to-face, -face, is the same, really, as online. We're looking for authentic connections. We're looking for the deepness and quality of the connection. And sometimes just leaving um, a flyer isn't really enough to do that. But you said in Berlin it seems to work, you know, that the flyers seem to get a good result. Is that that what you've been told yes yes and I see it I mean a lot of places that I would find out about it was flyers in my local gym <laughs> you know like I was finding things out in these spaces but I think the approach that I'm also taking is that my the people that I've interacted with in my network system here they're willing like it's not going to just be me going on the walls and just posting it's me giving it to people who are going to hand it to people who they know it, it's yeah, it's almost their networking for me as well. But yes, it does. It definitely does. There's a lot of like the daycare centers here. They call them kitas. My 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 mom friends are always like, I could just give your flyers to the to the daycares here, and they can give it to the moms. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it actually works. Like people still use flyers in this uh, city. So, if, yeah, I think just taking a step back allowed me to really like assess my environment and realize that I was doing something almost inauthentic to my environment to try and get clients. And since I started tapping into what their space is and um, how to get their attention, I've been getting more, um, more and more international Germans, I would call them. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So this is all great. And it just shows that when you find your authentic path and you're really working within your zones of genius, um, that you can create very magical results. So I'm pleased to hear it. And um, I feel like we need to find out what it is you do exactly. Like, I know we've talked about what you do, but what exactly is like, how does an OT do parent coaching? Just tell yeah. me more about that. 
Yes. So, and like I said earlier, so my business has just continued to evolve. And now I have um, figured out how to mix my OT background with who I am and how I basically operate in my general life, how I keep myself centered is all through regulation, regulating my nervous system, battling overstimulation. I travel a lot. I'm in different spaces. It can be very overwhelming, culture shock, all of that. I started realizing as I spoke to more and more of my clients that burn the burnout that they were feeling was actually just overstimulation and dysregulation. And when I talk about overstimulation, I'm talking about our sensory system, um, whether it's getting uh, a lot of moms, they're always exposed to, especially when they have younger kids, lots of noise, lots of touching, all of that, those uh, sensory stimulants can almost shoot our nervous system into overdrive in a way that our brain finds it difficult to process the information that it's getting. And so we start to feel overwhelmed. And when you're overwhelmed for long enough, you become dysregulated, which is very similar to what moms feel when they're burnt out. And so what I do now is I run a 12-week program on how to manage your your overstimulation, how to regulate your sensory system. And I've chosen that path because, well, like I said, I've always wanted to figure out how to help kids. And one of the things that I worked on with children was managing their behaviors through sensory regulation. And I think a lot of moms (laughs) battle with how do I get my kids to be quiet or how do I get them to listen or to stop the tantrums and the meltdowns? And this is what this does. It's when I teach you how to understand your brain and how to regulate it, you understand what it feels like and you know what the process and the journey feels like so that you can then start to teach your kids. You're modeling the behaviors and you're understanding them. You understand why they behave the way they do and how you react and why you react the way you do to how they are. So it's about connecting the two and helping everyone be more uh, sensory aware in their home. So powerful. Honestly, I can't say enough how impressed I am with your business and and the other OTs, the, the things, the skills we have that we just don't realize we think it's obvious because we've had all of these years of training and you've obviously applied it to your own life which is is what you were just describing there and you know it all just felt very natural and easy and it just takes this moment of reflection to think oh other people don't just know this like what Mm. comes easy to us is actually things massive pieces that people puzzle over for years Um, Mm. and I see this I've seen this with you and your business and with other clients and it's just we are so sellable in the in the world Um, people are desperate for the skills of an occupational therapist it's almost like we need an occupational therapist for every family um, within the world imagine that you know the the impact that we could have so I love the way you just described that there. Um, that was absolutely beautiful. And I hope it inspires others as well. And just on that, in terms of you using your OT skills to create a freedom lifestyle, is are there any top tips that you would give to, to anybody um, who's wanting to do the same? Um, any top tips is, well, 
the first thing is find out why you're doing it. <laughs> so for me, like I said, I was traveling and I travel a lot. So I needed something that was going to fit into my, my lifestyle, my working hours, um, which is something that I'm navigating now is yes, I have my audience is global, but how can I get more locals as well so that my time is more managed throughout the day and to help me stay awake, but (laughs) find out why you're doing it. I was moving. I wanted to have access to be able to share my skill set, but also um, what is going to be the best method for you to get the lifestyle that you want? For me, it was going online. There was no doubt about it. Like I needed to be (laughs) online because that's the only way that I could work from Germany, work from Canada, work from wherever I was in the world. Um, And then, yes, just kind of finding your niche and figuring out how you can target that audience in a way that will fit into your business model. Exactly. And that's something that I help people with a lot um, because not everybody has the business idea to start with. And there's so many ways we can do that by tapping into what your purpose is, really digging deep into the core of who you are um, and then creating it all and tying it up into um, a beautiful business that becomes so aligned that it gives you energy. And that's very much what I see that you've created. So, I mean, just in terms of how you're feeling, I remember when we first met, you was you was very tired um, because you was working some mega hours. <laughs> um, how How does it feel now you've got to the other side in terms of your energy? Yeah, so for me, I still work a little bit of crazy hours in the evenings, but the demand isn't 40 hours a week. (laughs) I maybe see four or five clients a week and I'm up maybe (laughs) two hours later than I need to be. I get to sleep in. But for me, it's just, I think (laughs) it's kind of funny because I think the first time I got my mega sale, I was traveling And I continue to see the trend of when I'm not at home and I'm just outside exploring and just getting tapping into nature or just like immersing myself in different cultures. That just is the breath of fresh air that I need. And I always bring that energy back into my business. So even if I have to be up late, I'm in a setting, I'm in a surrounding that just feeds into me. (laughs) And so I'm just, I'm always happy. And for the fact that I work, so much less for more financially for more money that in and of itself I'm like why wouldn't I even try like I'm happy to do this it's easy for me to do this it doesn't feel like a burden (laughs) it's not sucking everything away from me I'm pouring into it and it pours into me pours back into me at the same time so true so true and um it's funny how when you really fill your cup and you you're spending your time so for you that's traveling for me it's often just being in the forest it's funny how energetically clients are just magnetized to us because we're feeling so good that you know people just magnetically come towards us and that makes the whole thing a lot easier um which is why we we talk so much about energetics but i do understand that it's very hard hard for other people to feel this way when they're still working 40 hours a week in a job that might not be giving them deep fulfillment so it's um it's tricky yeah I mean and that's what I do too right so I'm teaching moms how to fill their cups and I know that there's so many so much guilt 
um, associated with how can I take care of me when I have other responsibilities? And it's, we're not telling you to do less or to take away the responsibility. It's how to prioritize so that you're also taking care of yourself because you literally cannot pour from an empty cup. If you have nothing, what do you have to give? And so I'm showing them almost a guilt-free way of how to tap into regulating yourself, making yourself feel um, more at ease. And it could just be in the everyday moment. It doesn't have to be going on a vacation. Like you said, it could just be going for a walk, you know, Um, taking the kids out for the walk, involving them in what you're doing because they're going to enjoy it too. But yes, definitely it's all about pouring into yourself and prioritizing your needs because there's no other way around it. And I love that because it makes you feel really good. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So Chanel, it's been really good to talk to you. And I'm just thinking that there might be some people who um, actually really resonate with what you do and your message. So do you just want to briefly share how people can work with you if they if they feel that they want to to do that and uh, where they could get hold of you? Yes. So right now, just for my international audience as well. So I offer three different, I guess, options to work with me. I do the 12 week um, parent coaching, which is a more intensive one on one. I'm actually transitioning to group, but it's a more intensive working on your needs, what you want and just helping you to uh, navigate. It's more I'm a facilitator teaching you how to do this. I also have my sensory mastery toolkit, which is just helping you to understand what the sensory system is. You can, if you sign up for that package, that's, um, that involved just me doing a sensory profile on you, uh, on your entire family. That's what you need. And just kind of showing you what that looks like, what strategies you can implement for you to go off and do it on your own. And then I offer online workshops, <laughs> uh, that, I usually post them out when I am going to do them. I I don't run them every month, but I try to do them at least quarterly. And so that's usually advertised all over my social media. And that's just uh, a general understanding of how to regulate the nervous system and how to regulate the children. So how can you find me? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at chanel.murray that's for instagram and i believe it's just chanel murray on facebook and then my website is chanelmurray.com how wonderful and i know from past experience that your clients have been getting absolutely fantastic results which is why your business is doing really well so um wonderful yeah is there anything else you want to share with people i am planning to in the next year, my goal is to open up a type of mentorship uh, program because I know that I've had a lot of OTs kind of ask me, well, how do you do run a parent workshop or how do you work with moms to teach them how to regulate their sensory system? So that's something to look forward to for next year, uh, my OT <laughs> membership program. <laughs> Brilliant. That's exciting. I love that. Um, it's just really good, isn't it, to have these ideas, a, a different vision for the future. And I know we said this at the start, but what you think you're going to do in business is very rarely what you end up doing because we always spin and pivot in different directions. So I love that you've got a plan for for something else as well. And it just comes so naturally because you're being asked by people already. So perfect. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And I teach you how to do it without social media <laughs> <laughs> or as much of social media. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't think we can ever fully get rid of social media, no. but we can certainly we can certainly safeguard our businesses in other ways. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to take a moment to share how I help occupational therapists to create their own version of freedom. I help OTs all around the world to design, launch and scale their online business. You will learn how to tap into a deeper understanding of your purpose, your mission and how to turn that into an exciting offer to sell online. I've clients who've hit 3k, 5k, 10k and 15k months. Anything is possible. If it sounds like a good fit, then contact me via the link on the show notes.